Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy. And you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. everyone. Welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy and I love watching scary movies and so I watch them so that you don't have to. And I am so curious if today's movie will be your guys's most hated film of all awesome. time. <laughs> I think awesome. it. I think it stands a chance. I think it really stands a chance. When it came out, I feel like I kept hearing or reading like a random tweet or hearing something uh, an aside on a podcast of people referencing this film as being like out out like crazy, and I. I have no idea what that means. I haven't done any Googling. I haven't, I don't, I know literally nothing except that. I feel that. like you're particularly going to hate it is the feeling I get. Mm, really? I think you're going to hate it a lot as well. But oh, well, good. Before we get into the, into the, <laughs> all of that, did uh, anything scary happen to us this week? Um, I want to talk about, uh, I texted you guys this, but I feel like I just need to flesh it out a little bit more, which is that I took, um, a little mental health day of aunt from work because I, you needed I, it. I really needed it. And I was feeling like I really needed some time alone to myself to like be in New York too. I feel like I live in New York city and I, I barely even experience it. You know, I'm yeah. like not really doing a lot. So I was like, I'm going to do something nice for myself and really relax and really just like have a day where I'm feeling good. So I didn't do any pre research before this, but I thought I'm, I'm going to go to the Whitney. I haven't been there in a while. Um, I'll go to that museum. So I go to the Whitney, having done no Googling whatsoever. And the first exhibit I walk into, you guys, is so... I don't even know what is the <laughs> right word to... Okay, I sent you guys pictures. Unsettling. Seemed bleak. I My jaw was on the ground. <laughs> I was immediately so emotionally drained by this exhibit. Oh. That was the first feeling that I felt where I was like, oh my God, what the fuck? So it's um so it's by an artist <laughs> named Josh Klein, Project for a New American Century. It's a survey of his work. I looked him up later. So he's this young artist who's known for his like apocalyptic <laughs> um, exhibits. He's an artist for the end of the world, quote unquote, is what <laughs> he's called. Um, he thinks like the apocalypse is kind of funny. He's like very nihilistic. And so that's so I the first the first room I walk into. Also, they're like really pushy about the exhibit where they're really telling you like 
ex- like the people who are the um, oh, what's that docents? called? A docent, yes. The docents are kind of standing around and they're very particular about where you go. Like they want you to be in this room, then this room, then this room. Like I tried to walk out and the docent was like, no, no, no. Like it's that way. Like the exhibit is that way. You're going the wrong oh. way. And I was like, <laughs> oh no. Okay, so I gotta go deeper into the bowels of this exhibit. Um, <laughs> so the first, the first room is a completely telling somebody they're doing it wrong is also really funny. You're doing the art wrong, actually. Go this way. You're looking at the art wrong. <laughs> um, the first room is this grayed out room. It looks like a bomb has gone off and like cement colored dust has settled over everything and it's just a vacant empty room except for kind of everyday furniture that you would see in a normal house there's like a play like a plastic playhouse that you would see outside kind of half of it you know kind of disconnected half of it in rubble um just like fluorescent lights no, her least and, favorite thing. And kind of this like kind of this like thrumming in the background, this music that also goes through the whole thing, which is like Music, my least favorite thing. <laughs> like so eerie, terrifying, depressing. So that's the first room I walk into, right? I'm ha- on my mental health day. This is yeah. my, the first room I walk into. Just rejuvenating and really getting Gotta go you see some beautiful art. Getting you back to <laughs> your jolly old self. So I need to just tell you, there are a lot of, there are a lot of pieces to this, but I'm just going to tell you about two more. Um, the second one was an exhibit called Contagious Unemployment. And it's, oh my God, (laughs) it's six, um, kind of glass bulbs that look like viruses. And within those glass bulbs, there's a um, banker's box filled with the contents you would see on an everyday worker's desk. So like family photos, uh, high heeled shoes, notebooks, a water bottle, an iPhone, whatever. And it's supposed to represent the fact that like AI is coming for every all white collar workers jobs and yeah. everyone's going to be <laughs> unemployed. So then the next room <laughs> is like the step after everyone's been fired, which is literally like white collar workers, people in suits, in the fetal position in clear body bags shoved into various corners of the room. <laughs> like this is literally the exhibit I looked at for, this is what I chose to do on my mental health. Day. Oh <laughs> my God. It was. Yeah. So... Art doesn't have to be nice, huh? No, no. <laughs> but honestly, this is what I texted you and it's so true. I, I was very upset by it at first but then because it was so upsetting I came all the way around and I was really having a great time by the end like it's it was a very entertaining exhibit I uh-huh. mean I was I had a lot of feelings I had a lot of feelings you know if I just gone in with a little more pre-knowledge if I'd gone in a different headspace I'm, I feel like I would have enjoyed it more from the beginning but I ended up having a great time yeah I turned myself around um, but anyway, if anyone's in New York and they want to go see, they're, they're in the mood for the apocalypse. Definitely go to the Whitney and check this Oof. out. It's uh, insane. I wish I wish I could check it out. Yeah, that's that is a surprising way to have uh, spent that day. <laughs> what did I do afterwards? Oh, my phone was also dying. My phone was on like 5%. I, I didn't plan this at all. So I spent a lot of time in the Apple store charging my phone. 
<laughs> that was the other thing I did on my mental health day. Yeah, that doesn't sound <laughs> relaxing. <laughs> hey, you know what? You tried. You made the effort. You said, mm-hmm. I'm showing up for me today. And mm-hmm. sometimes I think that's the most important part. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree. Completely agree. Um, okay, you guys, tell me about your weeks. How are you doing? I'm good. <laughs> good. I am. Um, I just before we we got on, I, I was running a few minutes late because I lost track of time because my parents are coming to town this week, and um, so I'm doing a lot of like looking at my surroundings uh, for looking for what needs to be perfected before. <laughs> Uh, my parents come into my space with just because I haven't seen it yet. And I just like, you know, I get very it's just like a thing for me to focus on. It's like, how can I how can I make it the best possible version of m- my life <laughs> to be presented <laughs> to my parents? And um, one of those things is I realized like, oh, we need we need like more curb appeal, so to speak. Mm. We live in a back house. So we, it's also like we don't own it. We don't have a lot of control over like things like that. But like we can put plants like on the steps and. I've just been like doing a lot of tinkering and like I I discovered today that there are like a decent amount of little like potted probably honestly like completely they look alive these are they're succulents but they but I think probably they're like fossilized like they're like completely <laughs> like yes. basically rocks now that just are like take the shape of cacti and but I was like oh my gosh I found them like behind our, our place in these like old pots and I was like oh I'll repot them I'll like put them on the front steps to be great and I'm just like grabbing in these pots full of god knows what of cacti and like I saw a spider crawl out and I'm just like grabbing and I, and I was doing that for a little while and I was like my finger hurts and I looked down I have like a bunch of little cacti little spikes oh. in my finger and I'm just like I need, need I have like gloves I need gloves I have uh, so much drive and so little breaks and so little know-how when it comes to stuff like that that I'm like well I'm just gonna grab a bunch of cacti and I'm just gonna like <laughs> throw them around and put them in pots I'm like okay and it's just like that is not how we do this um <laughs> So, I mean, I think I'm fine. And I, I, at first I was like, well, I think I got bit by that spider, but I, I don't think I did. I think it was just <laughs> little cacti feather thingies. You know how that's like the little, yeah, <laughs> the guys that look it soft, gotcha. but they're very much not. They got me. Um, it'll be fine. And you know, it looks okay outside, but that's just where my head's at. Your parents will appreciate it. They're going to see those cacti and they're going to They're going to love. And it's wow. like, they're, you know, they don't need it to be perfect. This is me doing this. I don't want anybody to get the impression that like, if I don't have plants outside, my parents are going to be really upset. <laughs> it's just like, you know how you just get in that space where once you start looking for things, you're like, well, I could change my whole life in the next 24 hours. And then, then that'll really show them, you know, um, that'll really show them anyway. So that's sort of where I'm at right now. And it's kind of a weird, kind of a weird headspace that I'm working with. Yeah. I'm familiar with the headspace of not being able to, um, slow down type of thing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. 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 Uh, That reminds me, that just put me into a headspace of being in middle school when I would have someone come over who I like wanted to be friends with, Ooh, but didn't to know that them. well. And I wanted to impress them. And I remember, I remember so vividly like being in my bathroom and being like, Hmm, like what shampoo what needs to be showcased? What person's bathroom is this? Yeah. <laughs> what, what shampoo needs to be called? What needs to, what cannot be seen in this bathroom? Yeah. Oh, what needs to be yeah. front and center? You know, what bath and body works products 
are we putting are we putting really and prime real estate on the countertop so everyone can see the Bath and Body Works? If know, I, yeah, it's collection. like if I just rearrange the the few things that I have in the right exact way, <laughs> exactly. that'll really make an impression. I can do it. I can absolutely like. Re, I remember doing that too, like rearranging your fucking CDs to be like these are actually the ones that I listen to. Like <laughs> right, uh, exactly. if they were to come look through, they would see like these are the CDs that I like. Yes, yes, I remember thinking that exactly when you had. CDs in your car even you're like yeah I was about to say the car CD case was basically an art piece yeah you're (laughs) like real car CDs you're hiding you know yeah because of course people are gonna come in your car they're gonna flip through them and it's like it can't it has to be a curated selection it can't actually it's not for you no one needs to know and listen to the Moulin Rouge soundtrack over and over (laughs) my god I listened to that the other day (laughs) (laughs) I like really wanted to hear that version of Roxanne I put it on it really took me back Honestly, it's so good. Just don't know. I had to hear it. Don't stop. Don't stop. <laughs> <laughs> it was absolutely burned into my brain. Oh, God. Me too. Me too. Um, well, speaking of not being able to slow down, I am turning 34 this week, just racing Woo-hoo! toward racing towards death. <laughs> <laughs> One step closer every day. No, I'm not. I'm. I generally don't don't mind aging, but I am sad to leave 33. 33 is a. Um, it's a fun age. It's, it's a, a fun, fun number. age. Fun number. Turkey tree fun number. Turkey mm-hmm. tree. Fun to say it in an Irish accent. Mm-hmm. And that's what's most important to me. Charity four is also pretty fun. That's true. Charity All the thirties are, are good because that because that turkey. Yep, Turkey. <laughs> um, but for my birthday, we went to a farm, a like rescue farm called the Gentle Barn. And overall, it was delightful and not scary. It was such a special experience. But we did pet and hang out with some cows that I really was not anticipating how big they were going to be. You, Sammy was on, and it, I we was started scared. with the cows and I was immediately like, oh, Sammy regrets this decision. I'm scared of the cows. Yeah, Sammy did not want to come near the cows. <laughs> they were really, really big. They were really big. Shock- we all commented on how shockingly large these cows were. And it's because they're genetically modified cows. Which is... And it's really sad. Oh, awful. Yeah. It's so Horrifying. Sad. It's really... Cr- they are, like... We, they had one there that was the size that a cow is supposed to be, which was a lot smaller than the other yes. cows. They're supposed to be around 700 pounds, I believe, was what the normal-sized cow was. The rest of the cows were over 3,000 pounds. Oh, my God. It was really shocking. That's huge. As I was petting one named Roy, anytime he would move even slightly, I would panic and like jump back because I was afraid he was going to fall on top of me. <laughs> Is that what the main fear was? Just any, yeah, yeah. It was I mean, like that being would too be close. Bad. It's like being next to a be high really rise bad. building and looking up and getting like vertigo. They were certainly taller than high rise buildings. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And oh my god, just if it stepped on your yeah, foot, yeah, like their backs were taller than we were standing. Do you know what I mean? Like <gasps> that is mm-hmm. so crazy. It, they were bigger than horses. They were really they big. They were really big. Way bigger than horses. Really yeah. big. 
it was, I was just really not expecting it. And I was genuinely scared of them. There's something that's really funny to me. Cause that was the first thing we did. And I really, I had forgotten by the end that, yeah, you were unnerved. You no, were unnerved at the beginning. Now I'm just imagining like the biggest cows and you guys being so tiny next to them and trying to pet them and have a good time. It's like, and it's really funny you, to me. Have you seen this like graphics of like, this is what you'd look like a human standing yes. next to a dinosaur. It's like that. <laughs> yeah. You can just get there yeah. like at the Natural History Museum. They were big. They were absolutely big. They were really big and and scary. I mean, they were they were so sweet. They were totally sweet cows, sweet but it was just they were too big for me to be comfortable near them. <laughs> and it just surprised me how scared I was of the cows. <laughs> really funny. Um, can you tell me all the other animals that were there and what was your favorite animal? Yes. There were pigs, there were llamas, there was an emu that was also a little scary to the be emu, honest. The emu was scary. The emu, like every time it looked at me, I saw the raptors from Jurassic Park. I was yes. like, that's literally yeah. all I can also see. Also just yes. chaotic energy. I feel like emus. Birds are scary. Birds are scary. There's also, there was also a rooster named Romeo. And he was scary. But I, I kind of liked ro- rooster. A turkey. Oh, sorry, a turkey. A turkey named Romeo. Um, and he was in the pet, the like area where the pigs were that we were in there with petting a lot of p- the pigs are incredible pigs were my favorite shout out to gingerbread gingerbread, gingerbread was great <laughs> for me shout out to pearl um there was always the threat of romeo coming up behind you because he had said that our guide was like and you know just give romeo his space if he starts coming up to you just you know just go away go the other way and so i'd be like petting a pig like oh my god oh my god it's romeo and i have to like get up <laughs> and leave and there it like honestly enhanced the experience having that little bit of a threat that you couldn't get too comfortable because you might turn around and romeo be right behind you um there were goats the goats were really sweet they were sheep there was one peacock horses horses donkeys, donkeys. there was a mini horse who was ended up being my favorite i would have if i've going in i would have said absolutely my favorite animal is going to end up being a goat and i loved the goats second favorite though were the pigs Mm -hmm. and then this mini horse named Mm -hmm. marvel little all white mini horse uh, i absolutely fell in love with how big how big is a mini horse it's like one eighth of a cow (laughs) (laughs) we are like the dinosaur to them um romeo's back probably like hit my waist like little, I mean not Romeo. Sorry, um, Marvel, the little Marvel. Marvel. Okay, okay, got it, got it, got it. It was really sweet, and I pet him for a really long time. Oh, what a good idea, Sammy! Genius idea. Um, yeah, it was it was perfect. Gentle Barn is also a great follow on Instagram. Yep. So shout out Gentle Barn because yeah, they're really great. I had a great time, even if the cows were scary. It was it was wonderful. It was wonderful. Unlike what we're about to embark on this journey. I'm ready. No, I'm ready. Because today we are talking about Speak No Evil. Came out just last year in 2022. Mm. Written and directed by Christian Taftrup. Written by Christian Taftrup and Mads Taftrup. They are brothers. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> Starring Morton Burian, Sistel C.M. Coke, Fredia Van Huyt, Karina Smolders, Leva Forsberg and Marius Damslev. I'm sure I said them all correct. This is an American film, yes. (laughs) It is a Danish film and it is streaming on Shudder. Okay, so Henley, you have 
heard a lot about this movie, which surprises me. Do you mean just from me? No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I think I listened to um, the Big Picture podcast with Sean Fennessy. Oh, I love Sean Fennessy. Okay, Henley, you used to listen to, to Ringer stuff and I never did and I didn't know who you're talking about. And now I do and I love <laughs> Sean Fennessy. He's my favorite. Yeah, Sean Fennessy is great. Um, and he's obsessed with movies. I mean, Sammy, you and Sean Fennessy would have so, so much to talk to. Let's get him on the pod. <gasps> no, he would never go on a competing Sean. Ringer podcast. Um, he's like head of a podcast empire. Okay. <laughs> Rude. He would, I know. I just like genuinely think that they probably never would. I've thought about that before because I listen to so many Ringer podcasts, but I doubt they ever go on anything that's not a Ringer podcast. Anyway. We could get him. We could get him. Nah, we can get him. <laughs> We're going to get him. So, nah, we'll see about that, Sean. <laughs> do you ever listen to the big picture? We'll break him. Do you listen to that one? <laughs> um, yes, I have listened to that one. I didn't actually know that that was a Ringer podcast. See, Sean, people don't even know. You no, can go on any know. podcast. No, no, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying, Sean, I'm not saying I'm, I support this decision not to come on our podcast. I'm not saying that. <laughs> um, so uh, he referenced it a bunch, I think, when it came out. And um, yeah. uh, not in any kind of like spoiler way at all. Like, I truly know literally nothing about this movie. Um, you just know of its existence. I just know of its existence. So just that. And I think... Yeah, I think I saw like a headline somewhere on like New York Magazine, like Speak No Evil is the blah, blah, blah. I don't know. But again, even though I've heard of it, no, absolutely nothing. Great. Well, I will tell you guys that it has an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, 78% on Metacritic, a 6.6 on IMDb. The budget was $3.1 million. It made $631,249. So really exact. <laughs> Not quite $3 million. No. Well, I'm wondering how it works with foreign film. Like, I feel like they must right. have sold to Shudder and, like, maybe recouped costs in that way. So, I don't know. I feel like a small foreign horror film is... I feel like they can't be like aiming for big box office numbers, you know? Yeah. So there must be a different metric way to different yeah, barometer for yeah, those. different metric. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I, we did, I did no further research. Sure. Uh, and as far as trivia, there's not too much, but I thought this was interesting that basically no one wanted to, to be the antagonists in this movie. Oh God. <laughs> Great. <laughs> and only 12 people auditioned for the roles <gasps> of two people. So like six for each role. Isn't that crazy? That's so <laughs> funny. 12. Oh my God. Okay, folks. Well, here you go. If you want to break it into a movie, just audition for the most despicable fucking part. <laughs> yep. Your chances are, are greatly increased if you're auditioning for... Can't wait to find out why that is. Really yeah, great. You'll, you'll know. <laughs> you'll know soon enough. And then this is kind of annoying, but I'm also a little bit intrigued. They're doing an American remake, mm. which they love to do. So quickly. So quickly. And... I f they did the American remake of Goodnight Mommy recently, which yeah. was also like felt very unnecessary. And I think didn't do very well, right? Didn't do great. I'd never really heard anything about it other than Naomi Watts being in it. So I don't know. I feel like they don't need to do that. People can watch this one that literally came out last year. 
I don't know. We'll see. But what's got me interested is this cast because it's going to be James McAvoy, <gasps> Mackenzie Davis, and Scoot McNary. <gasps> and directed by James Watkins, who directed Eden Lake, which we haven't done, but I've always been curious about that movie as well. So so who's playing the the parts that nobody auditioned for? I don't know. The names haven't been mm. released, but it's also <laughs> so specific to being Danish, like Danish culture. Mm. And I feel like there's like regional sp- specifics mm. that I'm curious to see how they will adapt to be um, American. Or if they don't. <laughs> they, I feel like... They won't. They probably won't. I think that's probably true. It's depressing. So I don't know. I'll keep, I'm keeping an eye on that. I'll I'll see it. I did not see the Goodnight Mommy remake, but I'm more curious about this. As you guys know, I love Scoot McNary. She loves him. Do it for Scoot. And I'm like torn because Henley, you know, you said you know nothing about this movie. Do we watch the trailer now or do we watch it at the end? Let's watch it at the end. I love it. I love an end watch. Okay. Um, we're going to save it for the end, which means it's not going to be in this episode. So if you want to see our trailer reaction, you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash TSDW podcast. But I think we should just get into this movie. That's, I mean, I think that's for the best because the longer we wait, the more I'm going to fucking not want to do it. So I'm curious. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm buckled in. I have my metaphorical popcorn that I'm munching on. <laughs> Perfect. I'm cozy in bed and just ready, ready to for my brain to be ruined by this movie. I can't remember if I said this or already or not, but the thing I think that's closest to it that we've done is funny games. So just get in kind of that that sort of headspace. You know what? It's like I just feel strong right now. I just feel strong. Wow. That's good. She's been to the Whitney. She's had a week. <laughs> she can handle anything. I just don't feel I just don't feel like I, I'm gonna be as phased as I was by funny games. I feel like I'm ready for it. Love this. I'm ready for it. All right. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet. So you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County. And they've been around for 10 years and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker. So you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password 
to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Let's yeah, do it. We're, we're ready. Let's go. Let's do it. Wowie, wowie, wowie. Okay. Well, actually, also, I want to say I feel like it's important to remember that Danish people are the ones that leave their babies outside. Yes, I do know that. <laughs> so, but like because it's safe. Yes, <laughs> that's a good point. So I, I, I don't. Well, exactly, because they're like trusting, and I feel like raised to be like a pretty polite and trusting society. And I think that's important to remember <laughs> when we see these characters' actions in this movie. Got it. It's gonna feel very frustrating. Uh, the first time I watched this movie, I was fucking furious, and the second time was a much better viewing because mm. I knew it was gonna happen mm -hmm. and I could enjoy it more. Um. But I had to take like four months in between. Like I was so mad after this movie. <laughs> Part of me thought you were going to say I had to take like four Klonopin. Um, yeah. <laughs> <this movie. laughs> I mean, that would have certainly helped. I wouldn't have turned him down if I had him. Uh, yeah. I was pacing around my house like so angry afterwards. Oh. I had a very big reaction to this movie. And a lot of people also do. On if You just type it into Reddit and people, you will see some rants. Mm -hmm. <sighs> okay. Okay. So let's do it. Oh, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> uh, so we start with a couple on vacation in Italy. They are a Danish couple. This is Bjorn and Luisa. And they're sitting by a pool. Actually, I'll say first, there's like a shot of a car driving down a dirt road at nighttime with intense music playing. So we're just starting with a, a, a more foreboding scene that's like letting us know that bad things are to come. Mm. Uh, but then we're in a beautiful, sunny, uh, Italian like villa, uh, or it's like a, like a resort where other people are as well. It's really beautiful. And they're sitting by the pool and another guy comes up to Bjorn and asks if the pool chair next to him is free and he's got all of his stuff on it and there are other available pool chairs and he kind of looks around and is like yeah 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 of course takes all his stuff off of it and hands it to the guy and I feel like this is just our very first mm -hmm. testing of a boundary mm -hmm. uh, and this will progress much <laughs> further uh, so we see a dinner. <laughs> she was strong. She was feeling strong. Oh, I already strong. feel my barriers coming down. I already feel my. Yeah, it's going to get bad. And I can tell. I can tell. 
Yes. So at dinner at that night, it's basically all of the guests at this hotel or or wherever they are having dinner together. They're from all over, mostly Europe. So um, they're speaking different languages with each other, but all speaking English when they're trying to speak to everyone. So the guy that had asked to borrow the chair, um, his name is Patrick and his wife, he's there with his wife, Karen, and both of the couples have children, young children. Is it just two couples? Well, there's other people there as well, but these are who we are going to be focusing on. But no, there's probably like 30 people Mm. there or, or so, but they, he gives a little toast to to Italy and to all of to getting to spend time with all of you and to the food and um, it's nice and they so they they have their nice dinner and that night Bjorn is standing on his balcony of his room looking out and we see Patrick looking up at him from through a uh, like gate below in a creepy way. Mm. Bjorn sees it and continues scanning his eyes as if he's pretending that he hasn't seen it to hope that it goes, he goes away if he thinks he hasn't been caught staring at him and he does. And so then he looks back and Patrick is gone, but we don't like that. No, we don't (laughs) like that. So the next day Bjorn and Louisa, they are with their daughter, Agnes, who's probably, 10 maybe 8 God, here we go we'll say 8 just because all kids are 8 because mm-hmm. they are yeah Agnes starts crying because she's lost her stuffed animal bunny and Bjorn goes to find it and he's going into the the shops they've just been in and asking where if they've seen a bunny and he does find it and it brings it back and as he is bringing it back he sees Louisa and Agnes are now talking to Patrick Karen and their son Abel, Louisa's introducing them all when Bjorn walks back up. She's like, oh, Bjorn, these are the other guests. Or like, I remember they gave the toast last night and they're all uh, shaking hands. And it seems immediately like Bjorn likes Patrick or like wants to impress him. Maybe doesn't. Um, I don't know that he just. Oh, because Louisa has told Patrick that Bjorn went to find the bunny and Patrick kind of compliments him on that and is like, that's that's really nice of you. And Bjorn at first is like, oh, stop. Yeah, it's no, it's no big deal. And he says, no, like, that's really heroic of you. Respect. And there's some like word choices that I think feel a little weird because they're both they're all speaking English and not Mm. their native languages. But he's he's just praising Bjorn mm-hmm. for going above and beyond as a father and finding that bunny. And Bjorn is really flattered by this moment. And you see him appreciate that praise and kind of it like, like seems like he has like a friend crush on this guy and like wants to be friends with him now. Yeah. And we meet Abel, their son, and they say something to him and they say, oh, Abel has some trouble speaking with new people. He gets nervous. And Luis says, like, oh, you no, know, no worries at all. Like, um, but their kids are around the same age. And so the now for the rest of the trip, I think they only have one night left, but they are all kind of hanging out now. They've found their like vacation friends. They get lunch together and Patrick notices that Louisa is a 
vegetarian. She's not eating any meat. And he compliments her on that as well. Like, oh, that's so, so good for the environment. Ugh, Patrick, someone kill him right now. (laughs) Get it out of the way. (laughs) And they have their like one last night there and they're having fun. And so they had a good time and they go back to Denmark. They're back at home and now they're speaking in um, Danish some amount of time has passed. It's like a little bit of a jump forward. They're getting, having dinner with their friends now, and they get a postcard from Patrick and Karen. That's a photo that they had all taken together on vacation and basically says, we had such a nice time meeting you guys and wanted to extend the offer. If you want to come to the Netherlands, they're for their, their Dutch. And if you want to come visit us, the offer is open for you to come stay a long weekend. Uh, we have a guest room. It'd be lovely to see you again. And oh, Jesus Christ, they're kind of saying that's a little weird. We like, don't really know them. We basically spent, you know, a day with them. I don't know if we want to go to their place for a weekend, but they're talking to their friends about it and they're saying like, oh, we don't want to fly like this kind of a whole thing. And and the friends say, oh, you can actually drive. It's just a, it's about an eight hour drive. And they're like, oh, OK, maybe a weekend in the Dutch countryside doesn't sound so bad. And they say it would be impolite to decline. Aha. Mm-hmm. OK, there there it begins. Because, my mm. God, if I'm like, I don't really want to do it. Well, I guess it is just an eight hour drive. <laughs> like, absolutely not. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, it'd be rude, rude to these strangers that you'll never see again, ever. That live in a different country. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine. I think it would be fine. Don't need to go. Fine. <laughs> but, but also, this is getting at my, like... I always want to meet people on vacation. I always want to meet people who live in different places than I than I live so I can go visit them. You won't well, after this. I feel in a little bit. Yeah. I want that in my life. This is ruining it. <laughs> it's ruining it already. This is going to ruin that for you. <laughs> and they, of course, say, what's the worst that could happen? Oh, my God. We're about to find out. Fuck. Yeah. I think the we'll music know. is very, it's like these low strings it's creepy as hell we know something bad is about to happen (laughs) as they're traveling it shows them taking the ferry and then getting in their car and they're driving to like the absolute middle of nowhere so there's not very many houses around they arrive at um patrick and karen's home and it's yeah there's nothing else around it's in the middle of the the woods. Um, but they are uh, welcoming them with open arms. Oh my God. We're so excited that you decided to take us up on the offer. It's so great to have you here. So nice to see you again. Um, and they're showing them around the house and they show them the spare room and it's really small. Uh, they're in like a full size bed, which we were talking recently about how after you're in a, it can't be done after you're in a king bed. Well, I have a queen bed, but a king bed, incredible queen bed, smaller than a king bed, Pretty good. full size bed, Too smaller, <laughs> full size bed, really small for a couple. I feel like that's too small. small. Yes. Agree. Smaller than King, that's for sure. And their daughter's with them too, right? And their daughter is with them as well. And so they take them now into Abel's room and they've made a 
tiny little bed for no. Agnes on the floor. It's basically like blankets on the floor. And they've made it like sweetly, like tucked it into the corner. It's like almost like pillows that they've made a little bed around type thing. But it's not ideal. And you can see in their faces that they're like, oof, this is not going to be comfortable. And Agnes is like, do I have to sleep here? But they can speak in, in Danish to each other. And so they can basically have those kind of conversations um, without... Yeah, like everybody else's nightmare. <laughs> yeah. And so um, uh, uh, Louisa says to Agnes, like in, in Danish, like, we'll, we'll figure it out. We're going to figure it out. But they're smiling and saying, thank you so much. Like, this is so nice. Oh, I hate this. God, I hate this. <laughs> leave, leave. And then leave. we go get into the kitchen and uh, Karen tells them that Patrick has been cooking all day. He's so excited. And he hands Louisa a fork and says, taste this. It's been oh. marinating all day. It's like wild boar or something. And she kind of laughs and is like, oh, no, 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 thank you. And he's like, please, I insist. I insist. And Bjorn kind of elbows her and is like, just just take a small bite. Like, just do it. No. <laughs> and so she takes a bite of the meat, even though we know she is a vegetarian. Mm-hmm. And so do they. And so do they. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, they have their uh, dinner that night. We see afterwards Bjorn is taking like a, a beer bottle out to the recycling, looking for the recycling bin outside. And Abel comes up to him, like sneaks up behind him. It's kind of creepy. And he's just standing there. Abel's uh, like doesn't speak much. And he just kind of appears behind him and I think kind of scares Bjorn. And he looks around and is like, Abel, are you are you OK? Like what's going on? And Abel just opens his mouth really wide and you see that he has no tongue. <gasps> what? <gasps> yeah. Oh my fucking God. They go back inside and we see that Patrick has seen this interaction. And so they go back, bo- go back into <gasps> dinner and Abel's now they've like put the kids to bed and we just hear Abel crying in his room. Oh, and Patrick explains, I'm like, sorry, he he does this. He has a hard time because of his um, condition. He has con- congenital anglossia, which basically means he was born without a tongue. And it bothers him when he's trying to fall asleep sometimes and gives like what seems like a pretty rational explanation for this. But they're always like, oh, my God, that's awful. And they're like, he's like, yeah, I mean, he has trouble speaking, but they say that that they can understand him. So I guess he can still speak a little bit and or that he can still speak. But just I don't know. They say that they can understand him fine, but he's just really quiet most of the time. Oh my fucking god! I'm, I'm immediately so upset. Me too. Me too. Get in the car. Drive away. Get in the car. Drive away. You're gonna get so mad. Oh, I'm so. Oh my god. Fuck. Well, I'm just betting this is not actually the the reason. No, of course not. <laughs> right. But is that a thing? Because if so, I'm also really upset by that. Yes, sad. it is yeah, a thing. Really sad. That's really awful. As they go to bed that night, they have Agnes sleep in the bed with them because it's not comfortable being in the other room, but it's also not comfortable, the three of them in a freaking full bed. But they're Mm. making the best of what they've got. 
The next day, all of them go out to their um, exploring the Dutch countryside. It's very beautiful, like wide open plains. Again, nobody really around. And there's a scene where uh, Abel is sitting on the end edge of a slide that Agnes is wanting to slide down and uh, she calls over her mom and is like, oh, can you tell Abel to move? And she asks him to move and he he's not moving. He's just sitting there like really silently. And it's like kind of awkward. She walks over to Patrick and Karen and says, you know, Agnes is wanting to slide. Do you think you could ask Abel to move? And he like walks over and like yells at Abel and like grabs him and like pulls him up and is like, let little Agnes slide. And she's like, no, no, it's like, it's fine. It's not a big deal. Like you don't have to. And, and he's like, yeah, sorry about that. He can like be, he can be annoying sometimes. I can't remember what he says exactly, but the, basically the tone of it is like, he's just a little too aggressive with his son. Mm. And Louisa is obviously noticing this and very feeling very uncomfortable by this. And she has been, you know, made to eat meat when she doesn't eat meat. And so when they're back in the, in their room later at the back at the house, she tells Bjorn, I don't like being here. And like, I think I want to leave. And Bjorn, listen to her. Bjorn is like, it's only another day and a half. Like I'm sure you'll survive <laughs> at that moment. Karen, Karen comes in and is like, Oh, like we've made another dinner for you. And we've like opened a bottle of wine. And he's like, yeah, it's really horrible here. We, you're right. Like, this is awful. Like our hosts are trying oh, to awesome, <laughs> really cool response. Love that. Yeah. I feel like he's still like trying to impress Patrick. So weird. And has <sighs> this like bromance thing happening. And so he basically tells her to suck it up. It's another day and a half. You'll, you'll, you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And they invite them. Oh, no, they invite them out to dinner that night. Karen, uh, Karen says to them, we wanted to take you out to get some traditional um, Dutch food at a restaurant we like. And they're like, OK, uh, so we're getting ready to go. And as we're walking over to get our coats, Agnes is putting her coat on and there's a knock at the door and a man arrives. They open the door and Karen and Patrick are like, oh, hello. Like, thank you so much for coming. And Louisa's asks, who is who's this? What's going on? And is like, oh, it's the babysitter. Oh my this fucking god! Catches them off this guard. Louisa, crazy. Like, didn't crazy. realize the kids weren't coming, and she's again clear that she's uncomfortable with this. Um, but Karen's like, he's great with great with kids, and he <laughs> oh is like god. immediately playing with no. Agnes, and Agnes is laughing as he's doing like a magic trick for her, and so she's like, Ugh. okay. Uh, (laughs) and so they leave leave the kids back with the babysitter oh my god no they're heading to this restaurant and turns out this restaurant is actually very far away and so they're driving and driving and driving louisa's like is it are we there yet like this is really far eventually they get there and it's 
I mean, I think it looks cute, but I think it's clear that they think it's like shitty. It's like definitely weird. It's not really even a restaurant. There's one table there and a bar. It's empty except for them. It's just a it's a weird place. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't understand the menu. And there's that again, that feeling of like. Just not being not like knowing where you Mm -hmm. are and not knowing how to (sighs) navigate this situation. And Patrick like comforts them. He's saying or he like says to them, I got you. I can order for us. I'll get you all the best um, Mm -hmm. foods and I'll take care of you. I'll take care of you guys. And Louisa says, remember, remember, I'm a vegetarian. And he says, you eat fish, though, right? And she says, yes. And he says, so you're a pescatarian. You're not a vegetarian. And she says she like smiles, but you can see she's very annoyed. She's like, yeah, I'm a pescatarian. And she and he's like, so are fish not animals? And she says it's better for the environment. And he says, so the way that we like farm fishing and all of that, like you don't care about that, the the things that we're doing to our oceans. (laughs) Oh, it's so awful. And she's like, doesn't know how to respond to that. And he says it so like just tosses it off and then moves on and is like, it's like, okay, so we'll get this on the menu, changes the subject really quickly. So he doesn't even really give her a chance to respond, but just makes her feel really uncomfortable. Oh my God. But then, you know, we're, we're eating food now and the wine is flowing. Seems like we're all relaxed again. And Mm -hmm. Patrick and Karen get up and they're clearly a little drunk and they start dancing and Bjorn and Louisa follow suit and they get up and kind of dance a little bit as well and trying to have fun. And then Patrick and Karen are dan- like get really the intimate with the dancing. They're oh like groping each other and really <laughs> making out and like moaning. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's clearly again, making Louisa very oh uncomfortable God. And, uh, so they're, they're after, after that, they're all, they get the bill, they're getting ready to go. Patrick says to uh, Patrick and Bjorn walk up to the register to pay and Patrick makes a comment. Wow. You guys really ordered a lot of stuff. Basically. He's like, someone had a lot of fun tonight, I guess, as he's looking at the bill and Bjorn is like, Oh, well let me like contribute. We can split it. Didn't he do the ordering for them? Yes. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? And it's in these moments, I think it's also like the language barrier provides a lot of, I think doubt in Cover, everyone's yeah. minds. Cause it's like, Oh, did I misunderstand? Am I misunderstanding now? Cause he basically offers to chip in and says, Oh, I'll get my card now. And Patrick like pats him on the back and is like, thanks, man. And turns away, does not put his card in. And Bjorn says, oh, so the so the dinner is on us. And Patrick says, oh, my gosh, that's so nice of you. Like, thank you so much. (gasps) Oh, my God. This Patrick motherfucker. (laughs) This Patrick motherfucker. So then they're driving home after dinner. After you know, Bjorn has paid for this expensive dinner that they were invited out to. <laughs> and 
Patrick is blasting the music really loud on the drive home. And Luis is asking him to turn it down. He's turning it up. Karen's <laughs> laughing and looking back at them. And she's like, can you turn it down? And he's like, why isn't he turning it down? And Karen's like, he's just so drunk. And he's like driving the car. And they, I mean, it oh is like God. empty roads in the middle of nowhere. So maybe a safer place than normal to drunk drive. But again, still bad. Still not safe. <laughs> and... Luis is clearly getting like extremely frustrated Mm -hmm. when they get back to the place, get back home. um, Luisa goes, she's like, I'm going to, I'm going to take a shower and go to bed, gets in the shower. And as she's showering, the bathroom door opens and we hear someone come in and pee. And she just, it's like a very slow, tense scene of her just freeze, like freezing, being like perfectly still in the shower, clearly, doesn't know who's in there. We're assuming it's Patrick. It sounds like um, a man. And if it were Bjorn, he probably would have announced himself. So he just slowly walks in, pees, washes his hands, takes his time and walks out. And the shower door is like that cloudy glass, oh, so you can't so like fully, yeah, fully see. But you can see a little bit. But you can see shapes, yeah. So it's like extra violating. Mm. So she goes back into the room with Bjorn, and she's clearly really freaked out, and like curls up next to Bjorn, and he's comforting her and like stroking her hair and saying like, are you okay? Like what's going on? And she doesn't say anything, but him like touching her turns into them kissing. And then they start having sex, which is an interesting time for that. But Mm -hmm. she was just looking for some comfort, I guess, in this moment. And as they're having sex, we hear Agnes calling out to them. Agnes is in the room with Abel now and basically yelling, mom, mom. But they're in the middle of having sex. And so they're they're quiet and don't respond and continue having sex. And there's also in there on the side of their room, on one of the walls of their rooms, are those like blocks of, again, that like opaque um, glass looking thing. Mm -hmm. And we see Patrick walk and like look in through the glass where you can't like fully see, but he, you can see that he's looking right at them and can probably see that they're having sex and he walks away. So then that night they're now like sleeping. All the lights are out in the house and, Louisa decides to go get Agnes to bring her into the bed with them. And she's not in Abel's room anymore. And um, she's like looking around the house. It's all quiet. She's tiptoeing around and she goes into Patrick and Karen's room. And Agnes is sleeping in bed with them. What the fuck? (laughs) And even worse, Patrick sleeps in the nude. (gasps) No! But it goes in the bed. It goes naked. Patrick clothed Karen and Agnes, and so I feel like there's always these like kind of degrees of like I don't know. It's like not 
the worst it can be, but it's uh, quite bad. <laughs> oh my fucking god! And so she she quietly is able to get pick up Agnes, takes her into the room, starts packing up her shit. She wakes up Bjorn. Yeah, she's yeah, leaving they're right. Gone. They're We're gone. leaving right now. Good, good, they're gone. They're gone. They quietly pack up their stuff and they get in the car. It's the middle of the night, kind of like nearing dawn. It seems like it's like getting a little lighter. I can't remember if the Netherlands, it's lighter earlier. Oh, true. Yeah. Is it summer? Yeah. Anyways, I guess that doesn't matter. But they get in the, they get in the car and they are driving away. Mm. Bjorn doesn't even know what has happened. So to like to his credit, she was like, "We're leaving right now," and he was like, "Okay." She put her foot down, and he's like, "All right, I but we're doing it." And so they're driving away, and then Agnes says, "I left my fucking bunny." No, leave it, leave it, leave it. Who cares? We'll get you another bunny. Who cares? We'll get you another bunny. We are not going back there. <laughs> And Louisa says, like, we'll get you another one. It's fi- it's fine. And Bjorn, Bjorn says, we can go. It's fine. Like, they didn't make it too far. We can go back and grab it really quick. No. God. Fucking I am so mad. It. I am so mad. You're right. I'm so mad. So they go back and Louisa and Agnes stay in the car. Bjorn says, I'll go grab it really quick. And as he goes inside, Agnes fucking reaches under the car seat and the bunny's in there. No. <laughs> you little bitch. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> fuck you, Agnes. You little uh, idiot. You didn't even check. <sighs> and so Louisa now goes in because she's got to tell Bjorn he's not going to be able to find it, but finds Bjorn talking to Patrick. Patrick has woken up. It is like dawn now. And he basically is saying like, what's going on? What are you guys doing? Agnes is sick. Agnes is sick. We have to take her home. This is exactly when you fake a medical emergency. Have they not heard of that? (laughs) Oldest trick in the freaking book. (laughs) My tummy hurts. I gotta go. <laughs> exactly. It's really that simple. Um, but he's basically saying he, he Patrick looks mad. Karen's up now, too, and asking what's going on. And he's like, our guests tried to leave in the middle of the night without saying goodbye. Like, what's happening? And Louisa looks like, you know, she doesn't want to obviously be having this conversation. But it's like she's like, look, there's been a lot of things that haven't felt right since we've been here. Um, And I think she tries to start small to see if she can get away with it for some reason. And she's like, the, the, the bed's not comfortable and the, the room for Agnes is not comfortable. And, uh, and I, and I feel like I can't remember what she is, but she's like going up in severity of the thing ending with, and you were, you can't have our child sleeping in bed with you. Like that's Mm -hmm. not okay. And Patrick says, I'm, I'm in shock. I'm in complete shock right now. He looks really angry. And so Karen steps up and basically says, 
says, look, I am sorry our house isn't big enough for you. Oh, my God. And I'm God. sorry we don't have oh nice enough things and lots of extra space. We're not rich. And is basically explaining away each of the points in a way that makes them look like the assholes, Bjorn and Louisa. That's okay. Who cares? And We're assholes. See ya. With the... Um, Agnes sleeping in bed with them. She basically is like, she was calling out for you. Where were you? Like, you didn't answer your daughter calling out for you. She was upset. Where were you? (gasps) I hate this. (laughs) So it puts Bjorn and Luisa now in the apologetic position because now they look like the assholes. Mm -hmm. Patrick kind of softens and he's like I'm sorry you guys aren't having a good time but like we had something really cool planned for today I hope you just decide to stay one more day we had like such a nice time with you in Italy I'm sorry like oh I think one of the things she brought up was the paying for the dinner and he's like "We'll, we'll reimburse you for that like we did we did not mean for that to be like I thought that you offered to pay and basically they're saying like we'll do everything to to make it right Mm -hmm. and if if you want to go we understand but i hope you stay because today is going to be a cool day we had something cool planned for today so bjorn and louisa decide to stay (gasps) okay okay (laughs) because they feel bad Mm -hmm. and so we see (sighs) now Bjorn and Patrick go for a drive and Karen and Louisa and the kids stay at the house and they're doing some gardening. Awesome day. Really cool day. (laughs) Going to be worth it for sure. Glad we didn't leave. And Bjorn and Patrick have this interesting conversation where Patrick is trying to describe having a feeling inside of him that feels kind of wild and... This seems to resonate with Bjorn, and he says, I get that too, but I usually just tamp it down. Like, I push that feeling down. And it's they're kind of like bonding in this moment, and they walk out, and they've driven out to this, it's kind of like a rock valley gorge type thing. It's just, again, middle of nowhere. I don't know, just like an empty looking place. And they walk to the edge of this rock, rocky cliff and scream. They do the their primal screaming because no one can fucking hear them. (laughs) Oh, my God. Which we've talked about screaming before. Screaming is great. Mm -hmm. (laughs) great. Honestly, that part sounds fun. I do love to scream as loud as you can if you ever find Mm -hmm. yourself in this type Mm -hmm. of situation I would do it too Mm -hmm. and we're seeing Bjorn is really liking it as well this kind of primal side of him that he feels he's not able to let out a lot and Patrick is kind of giving him the space to do that let that wild side of him out And then they go back to the house later that day. And I think they're prepping another meal and chopping. And Louisa slices her finger. And she's holding... uh, Patrick tells her, run run it under the water. And earlier in Italy, when they first met, they've been... 
getting to know each other, said what they all do. Patrick said he was a doctor. So now Bjorn says, thank God we have a doctor here, kind of as a joke. And Patrick gives him this look like, what? And he's like, you're, you're a doctor, right? Like, is her finger going to be okay? And he's like, oh, I'm not a doctor. And they say, <laughs> you told us you were a doctor. And he's like, oh, I lied. <laughs> and they ask, what? And he said, he says, oh, sometimes I do that if I feel insecure and I want to impress people. But he's so fine with it. He like, he doesn't care. Yeah. He's not embarrassed at all to be caught in the lie. He's like, oh yeah, no, I do. I do that. If I feel insecure, I'll just lie. They say, well, what do you do? And he says, oh, I don't work. I don't believe in working, which I love that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this, Patrick, we have this in common with Patrick. <laughs> yeah, we have one thing in common with Patrick. <laughs> work sucks. <laughs> work sucks. We shouldn't have to do it. I don't believe in it. Um, and then while this is happening, Karen has asked Agnes to set the table. Karen, not Louisa. And kind of like set the t like told her to do it. Like Agnes, go set the table as if it was her daughter. Louisa kind of steps in and is like, oh, yeah, Agnes, show her how well you can set the table. But then as she's tending to her finger, we see that Karen is kind of scolding um, Agnes saying you're doing it wrong and like s like slamming the fork and knife like in the opposite direction like this is how you do it you freaking idiot <laughs> type of vibe and Louisa tells her like hey could you not talk to her like that and mm -hmm. Karen kind of brushes it off and is like oh yeah sorry walks away <laughs> goes back to <laughs> baking oh, the food and again this happens well. while they're while they're eating dinner Karen is like telling Agnes that she's like chewing too loud or something and and again reprimanding her and scolding her and Louisa snaps and is like stop talking stop telling my daughter what to do stop talking to her like that hell yeah Karen looks at her like what crawled up your ass like calm down lady what well what crawled up your <laughs> ass she's like okay relax like it's fine and Agnes says that her and Abel had made a dance earlier. They had been practicing a dance and they'd love to show it to them. And so after the meal, they all go into the living room and they're now going to watch a um, dance that Agnes and Abel have choreographed. Mm -hmm. And so they put on the music and are doing the dance and... Patrick stops them mid-dance, says, Abel, you are out of sync. You're not doing it right. And start over. <laughs> and so makes them start from the beginning and stops them again. Abel, you're out of, your timing is not right. You're not doing it right. Start over. Like, get it right. Oh, my God. He said, Bjorn are saying, like, it's fine. Like, they're doing a great job. I'm He's sorry, doing also, a great job. Did we ever learn what the cool day was or did it we no, just it was literally that it was literally driving day. into some fucking rock field which was just for just the two for of them the men yeah yeah awesome <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then uh this like repeats a few more times patrick is getting angrier each time and yelling at him until abel starts crying and patrick like smashes the glass he was drinking out of and is basically screaming at Abel. Like I like, you're so bad at this. You're embarrassing yourself. I'm embarrassed. You're embarrassing me. 
Like, why can't you do this right? And Louisa and Bjorn start yelling at Patrick and they're like, you can't talk to him like that. Like, he's just a kid. And he's like, sorry that we don't parent the same way, but like, (laughs) he's my son. (laughs) And and it just, it just, it's not going well, but they're leaving the next day. So they, they, they are going to bed now after that very uncomfortable situation and they're packing up all their Mm -hmm. stuff, getting ready to leave in the morning, first thing in the morning. And they're talking about, okay, like I'm going to take Agnes to her swimming lesson tomorrow or, or whatever. They're like making their plans for when they get back to Denmark. And we hear as they're falling asleep, Abel crying in his room again, Agnes, I think is in the room with them. And, oh, everyone's asleep except for Bjorn. So Bjorn is hearing Abel crying now in the middle of the night, woken up by his cries. And we hear Patrick like telling him to shut up basically and sounding more and more angry. And then we hear Patrick like storming across the house to go into Abel's room and the cries are like getting louder and louder mm-hmm. until they just stop. Okay. Okay. Oh, <laughs> okay. is obviously stressed by this and then hears like really loud noise coming from the living room and he gets up to check it out and the tv is blasting at full volume and he's confused looking at the tv and we see patrick outside behind him looking at him through the sliding glass door Ugh. Sliding glass doors are so scary. And pa- and then Patrick walks out of sight as Bjorn turns off the TV. And as he turns off the TV, he notices that the sink is running. Walks over. <laughs> turns oh, this turns so the sink much. off. <laughs> so much. And uh, as he turns the sink off, he hears the door to the... Um, like garage type thing, like slamming open and closed. Like someone has (laughs) left that door open and the light on in there. And he walks out to go close that door, but then gets curious about what's inside. Like what the, he like sees a peek inside as he's about to close the door and it's filled with suitcases. And he is like, what the fuck? And goes in to, to look and as he's in the room, we just see rows and rows of do- dozens of suitcases. And it's this kind of A-frame building, the scariest architectural mm. type <laughs> for <laughs> cabins. Um, and all on the walls are photos, vacation photos. Of, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. no, no, yeah. no, no, yeah. no. Yeah. Recently, yep. we see the photo of all of them, of them and Abel and uh, Agnes. And then the one right next to it is them with another couple. And the other couple's kid is Abel. Yeah. Is Abel. Yep. I fucking yep. knew it. I yep. fucking yep. knew it. Yep. God yep. damn yep. it. No, no, of course. Of course. Abel looking smiling and happy like we've never seen him look here. Tongue fully yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, has a tongue. <laughs> Tongue intact. We don't see the tongue, but we presume it's in there. Oh my fucking <gasps> no, god! I fucking hate this. No, 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 This is so crazy. How bad this is. This is gonna get worse if you can believe I it. Know, I know. I believe you. Now I know where this is going, and I'm not a fan. And there is 
we basically follow the chain of just down these dozens of photos each time them with the child of the ki- of the couple <gasps> in the previous that photo and so and that looking happy so... when they're with their own family and just like vacant behind the eyes when they're with Patrick and Karen. Oh, so now Bjorn is like, well, let, we gotta yep. get the fuck out of here like, now. He's like, finally, he fi- finally clicks. <laughs> I guess we shouldn't have gone back for Bunny. Nope. nope. Fuck. As he's going back to the house, he sees the pool. They have a pool they were in earlier, and he sees floating in the pool. Abel's dead body. <gasps> yeah, 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 yeah. Runs yeah, to yeah, yeah. their room, starts, he wakes Louisa and Agnes up. We're leaving right fucking now. They get, he doesn't tell them what's happening, but obviously Louisa doesn't need any convincing. He's like, great, let's go. They get in the car <sighs> and are driving and they run out of gas or are running low on gas <clears throat> and they stop at a gas station, fill up. <laughs> Not telling anybody, not calling anybody. I don't. It, it to be fair, it doesn't look like an an attended gas station. We don't see anybody else there, and it looks like a Texas Chainsaw type gas station. It's not a welcoming gas station, but still, seems like we should be maybe trying to alert anybody yeah. we can. Tell someone. Tell someone. Anyone. Nope. Get back. They fill up the tank. That get back on the road. Bjorn is. <sighs> To be fair, terrified. He's so, so scared. And he's any headlights he sees behind him. He's he's panicking. His like palms are sweating. He's like freaking out. And Louisa doesn't know what's going on. She's like, what? Are you OK? Like, what's happening? He's not telling them. And there's like headlights behind them, a car coming up behind them that then overtakes them. He's like freaking out and hyperventilating and and turns off onto a side dirt road. No, 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 no. And gets no, stuck in a no. fucking like ditch. The tire gets caught in like no. this untended <laughs> road. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. I'm sweating. I'm full sweat right now. Full sweat. <laughs> There's no the cell phone body. service. Top of course. <laughs> but he sees a house in the distance. So no. he leaves Louisa and Agnes in the car and says, Don't I'm going to go. Get help. No. Runs to this house. As we see him run away, we see Patrick in a in a car looking like watching all of this with the headlights off in the in the distance. God. And uh, Bjorn is like running through puddles. He's like getting filthy through muddy puddles and like really freaking out in this house like nobody's there it's maybe not even actually a house it's more of a storage unit building and it's just like doesn't it's not able to find anybody and so he comes back to the car and Louisa and Agnes are gone they're not there anymore and he's now running screaming crying he's like calling out for them Louisa Agnes doesn't know where they are and runs back out to the main road and we see headlights coming and the the car pulls up, pulls up to a stop in front of him. Patrick gets out of the driver's seat, calls out, Bjorn, we got your call. Thanks for the call. Like, sorry that you got stranded out here. And he walks up to Bjorn and we see like Louisa and, and Agnes are totally unbothered. Like they just were told that 
Bjorn called Patrick to come give them a ride. So they're like appreciative that they've been rescued. (laughs) Oh my fucking God. I'm sorry. This is terrible. Bjorn is looking so panicked and Patrick comes up close to him and basically says, it's okay. As long as you do everything we say, it's going to be fine. You're going to be okay. (laughs) No, we're not going to hurt you. History tells us it is not. So Bjorn gets in the car. He's in the he's in the front seat with uh, Patrick driving. Karen and Louisa and Agnes are in the back. They ask, where's hmm. Louise ask, where's Abel? And she said, oh, the babysitter came back over. He's at home. He's fine. We know that's not true. <laughs> and they're driving and driving and driving and Bjorn is just like trembling in fear and Patrick stops, gets out of the car to pee on the side of the road. He or he pees like right in front of the car where the headlights are. Bjorn is looking at the keys in the ignition, debating if he should do anything. He doesn't. Patrick gets back in the car. Jesus fucking Christ. Agnes is now getting scared. It's kind of, we're getting the impression that they're kind of just driving around in circles, like they're not going home. And Louisa is now starting to pick up that something's not right. And Agnes is like, mom, I want to go home. I want to go home. This is in Danish. And, and Louisa says to her, you know, what does mommy always say? As long as mommy's here, nothing bad can happen. Like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And she's kind of nuzzling into Louisa and Karen, like, reaches out to her, is basically like telling her, she's like, it's okay, Agnes. And Louisa's like, don't, don't touch her. Karen reaches out more assertively and says, like, let Mm. go of her. And she's like, no. And she's like, you will. You will let go of her. You will let her go. Oh, no. (laughs) And she pulls out some scissors. Some some other headlights come on. Another car has arrived and pulled up that babysitter that we thought (laughs) steps out of the car. No, 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 no. Opens the door. Now Bjorn is freaking out and trying to turn back. And Patrick punches him a whole bunch of times really hard in the face. The babysitter opens the door, grabs Louisa, holds her arms back as Karen reaches for Agnes. Oh my God. Grabs those scissors (laughs) and fucking cuts Agnes's tongue out. (laughs) And it shows it. It shows it. (laughs) Everyone is screaming. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then the oh my God. babysitter basically pushes Louisa back into the car and takes Agnes. Louisa's screaming and trying to grab her, but they're holding her back. And babysitter gets in the car with Agnes, drives away. Uh, and Patrick, I'm going to puke. <laughs> Me too. I feel like I'm going to puke full puke. Um, it's a, this is a full puke moment, actually. The, oh, uh, <laughs> actually, Bjorn does puke. Bjorn, it like projectile vomit like spray vomits oh at the front seat oh, sammy you did not need to mention I that i forgot about that you reminded me literally like <laughs> so unnecessary for you to tell us emily emily's holding on for dear life right now. <laughs> they're driving away I, now I, in a different direction oh no 
it's crazy because I like knew this was going to happen. Me too, me too. And I, but I didn't want I, to, um, I didn't want the mom to be like there watching it happen. All of them there. I, know, I didn't want that. I didn't want that. They drive into that empty rock field. Mm-hmm. Back again so soon. Mm. Louisa and Bjorn. I think some time has passed. They've like driven pretty far and they've been like screaming and like fighting back. And now they are in the they like all get out of the car in this rock field. And now they look completely beaten, like they're just completely broken down. Uh, They make them stand in front of the headlights. And Bjorn says, why are you doing this? And... Patrick says, because you let me. <laughs> they Jesus tell them, Christ. take their clothes off. They do. They just get naked. And they tell them to walk down into the rock valley. And they do. And they're crying and they're like holding each other. And... A rock flies and smacks <gasps> Louisa in the head, knocks her down. She's like bleeding from her head. Another rock flies, hits her in the jaw. And then rocks just start flying and both of them are being stoned to death. Oh my, <laughs> oh my God. God. Oh my and God. they die. And this scene is like brutal. And they did it really well. It must be CGI because it's just showing them like getting hit by like rocks. So their like skin is being torn off at the place where they're being hit. And it's like looks really gnarly. And we see mm-hmm. them die. Oh my god! I need to like get up and walk around the room. But that right was now. me after the first viewing. I was like fucking doing like, laps around my house. I could not. I mean, at this point, at this point, they absolutely need to be dead. They need to not be alive anymore because dead. of what has just mm-hmm, happened mm-hmm. to their daughter mm-hmm, in front of them. Mm-hmm, they need to be dead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They are dead. Thank God they're dead. Thank God. Honestly, like, honestly it's like a happy ending. Honestly, kind of like a happy ending. Anyway. I mean, bad, bad way to go. But um, Jesus and we end, oh we our final scene is a another resort in mm-hmm. another vacation town, and we see all yep. the children playing in slow motion, and we're looking at them, knowing that something bad is going to happen. Which one of these kids is going to be next? And we see Patrick, Karen, and now Agnes arriving. Agnes with her bunny. <laughs> just completely dead behind the eyes and they pull up at the vacation resort and that's the end of the movie <gasps> oh my fucking god okay this <laughs> okay <laughs> this 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 movie this is so much scarier than demon movies so much scarier it's just the idea because even if like if because part of me had been thinking, oh, maybe they're like worshiping the devil or something like that. But no, of course not. Like if if that had they're been not the even case, child traffickers. Like they're they're just killing each of the kids that they because that's what I kind of thought at first. Like they're child tra- which I guess maybe the definition of child trafficking. But they're not like selling these children. They're they're just like psychopaths. Yeah, that are this is their thing that they like to do. Yeah, there's no point to it other than them enjoying doing this exactly it's completely nihilistic 
so deeply nihilistic and there's no, there's nothing outside of themselves except just their own desires to do it. And I hate that. And I hate, I'll never be polite to anyone ever again. <laughs> that's yeah. That's the like, moral that's of the stories. I remember to always <laughs> listen to your instincts. We've talked about this before to, uh, don't be, worried about hurting somebody else's feelings, making somebody else feel bad. You got to, especially do if your child you. is involved, especially if there's a yep. kid involved, you get the fuck out. Yep. Yeah. I hated that. I hated that. I need therapy right now. I need a therapy <laughs> um, session literally okay. right now. Okay. I, so I think I was a higher degree of upset for more of funny games yes mm. but but i never reached as high mm. a peak as i just yes. did mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. this wasn't as upsetting for as long mm -hmm. but when it was it was the worst thing i've ever heard yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. i agree with that um yeah i so. described the feeling of watching it and i guess probably listening to it as well it's like being a frog slowly being boiled in water like it's just mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All these mm -hmm. things that we explain away and not realizing that all of those were obviously, well, I mean, we realized, but there were clues the whole time, letting you know what's to come, just building no. in intensity, just pushing the boundaries, pushing the limits further and further and further. How much can we fuck with you without you standing up for yourselves? And they do stand up for themselves here and there in in ways that don't not matter. <laughs> yeah. But they have a lot of opportunities to leave. And I kind of think that if they had left, they would have let them leave. Like they don't stop them any of the times that they get in the cars to drive yeah. away. They always I mean, that was the whole yeah. thing. You let us. Yep. Yeah, that's what's so frustrating about it. And I mean, the thing that I find hard to believe, but I guess is the mm. point. All of it's kind of hard to believe, but the fact that they would be able to get away with this over and over and over again. And yeah. one of the kids wouldn't have like tried to kill them or like run away or like written a note to someone or. Yeah, I the guess kids are young, them, but not so young that they wouldn't be able to like think alert to communicate. someone, especially because, you know, they're at this uh, deserted cabin. But then if they're going to a villa with a bunch of other people, like the, you would think one of the kids would have been able to be like, they cut my tongue out. <laughs> yeah. Like write it down. And we do have the scene where Abel shows him the missing tongue. I know. But I know. yeah, it's not enough. It wasn't, Abel? He, wasn't, he wasn't like showing <laughs> to write yeah. a note. Or do a little more like pantomiming, you know, they cut my tongue, me, they cut me. <laughs> yeah. like, it wouldn't take that long. Yeah. But you've got to also, I mean, they're probably, these kids are so traumatized. Yeah. No, no, of course. Of course. I'm, I'm not trying to victim blame here. I'm just trying to like. No, but I agree. You would think that somewhere since this has happened dozens of times, uh, it might not have gone so smoothly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe in one of the instances, a kid tried to warn them and they just killed the kid. They just went right to it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but it's the complete also, antithesis. Sorry. This is the other thing that bothers me is that like they told their friends they were going to visit these people. Yep. They sent a postcard with their information. These family goes missing. Wouldn't the first thing they do is go 
go to this cabin. I mean, maybe they didn't put the cabin details on the postcard, so it's too hard to find or something. But like, yeah, no, I think you, I think you like can for sure poke holes in it. But I think in general, the movie just really succeeds at the point that it's trying to mm-hmm. make. And I feel like getting into all those details like doesn't. No, I need to. It's the only thing I'm holding on to. Yeah, true. It's the only thing to hold on to right now. I also um, need something. Mm-hmm. Can anyone say anything f- else funny about it? <laughs> about the movie? Pl- something funny please, about please, the movie? Please, I des- I need I need it so uh, bad. Was anybody wearing a funny hat? Was anyone wearing a funny hat? That's a great question. <laughs> what were the hats like? Um, I Not don't remember any hats at all. <laughs> To be quite honest with you. So that's not also funny. Deeply, that's not I funny. deeply regret now waiting to watch the trailer. I, I, yeah. that was a mistake. Yeah. And, um, I hate that I have that ahead of me. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, the movie, it's like the opposite of my favorite part of horror movies with where the protagonist snaps and reaches that point mm-hmm. where they're like, nothing is like, they'll fight back mm-hmm. with yeah, everything. Which is took so everything. It took their will from them completely. Satisfying to watch. The, like those moments are so cathartic, and this is just the complete opposite, opposite. of that. And it's really interesting because that's why I was so angry because it like feels like you don't get that release, and mm-hmm. it's just like so much stress, 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 and then yes. it's just bad. And there's no like because even if they had fought back and still died, like all of those things still could have happened. And if they had like mm-hmm. at least fought, fought like fucking hard it would feel different and it would feel more satisfying but again that's the point is that they're not doing that and that it's like showing us that he's a pushover from the very beginning with like the bunny the first time and the the so i don't know it's like it's really effective in what it's and trying that, that, to do. That chair, the chair move was them the testing test. who they would they would pick. Yeah. So I will say, watching Fuck. it a second time was much more enjoyable, just because I knew what was going to happen. So I wasn't like, yeah, shocked by that, mm-hmm. and it made it more interesting to yeah just see all those little mm-hmm. seeds that, that had been planted, and knowing the like true intention. Obviously, I knew the first time that their intentions were bad, but. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good God. But yeah, it was fuck, really fuck, a fuck, really fuck. a bad first fuck. watch. That was such a bad so one. That was such a bad one. I was so I'm gonna mad. tell everyone I know not to listen to this episode. <laughs> it's not allowed. It's an X rated episode. We should we should be able to we should be able to rate our episodes. Do a rating system. Yeah. This one's triple X. A double black diamond, that's for sure. This one I hated so much more than martyrs. Yeah. I knew you would. I fucking hate. Yeah. I mean, obviously, because a child, there's a rampant child abuse um, yeah. and child murder. Yeah, I hate that. I but it's also it. like it's in every horror movie I've now discovered. <laughs> it's also just feels as much as I like mm-hmm. don't want to admit it. Like it feels more realistic than the alternative, oh. right? Like, because there was a part of me that's like, this wouldn't happen, and like we were trying to do earlier, no, no, like, no, yeah. But no, I think it, it I think it would. I think if it came down mm. to it, probably not for everybody, but it could. It definitely could, and is maybe more likely than you <sighs> killing all of the people that have wronged you. You know. Well, it's also a fun mind game to like put yourself in their shoes and say like how what what you would actually participate in because I could see myself like going 
you know, meeting someone on vacation and then going to see them again. But I would feel like I would need to have had more of an interaction than like what they had. Right. I think since now I've heard about so many of these horror movies, I'll just never drive to an eight hour cabin, (laughs) remote cabin ever. Yeah. We're not doing cabins. Yeah. Wow. Well, what a bad time. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have a good time. It's a good movie, though. I will say it's like, really, they're all so good in it. You can see now why nobody wanted to play Karen and Patrick. <laughs> and it's amazing that so despite funny. only 12 people um, auditioning, they found good actors to they do They were it. so good. And a little bit of trivia is that they're married in real life, which is fun. Wow. Yeah, I wonder if that scares me a little. Can you imagine being friends with them in real life? I would never be able to like look at them the same. <laughs> I hope they're the nicest people on I Earth. I hope so, too. But that almost make it like weirder. They're so good mm. at being so scary. Yeah. Mm. Oof. Oh, I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's I wish not. I could remove that one from the from the brain. Not a I good time. A little tap tap. Remove that <laughs> just memory. Just uh, little men in black memory wipe. Mm-hmm. The I'd last that. ninety minutes. Uh, um, but yeah, so if we had, if we had done it after I watched it the first time, I think it would be a, like, I would have a very different, um, outlook on it. Cause I was, I was really, really angry and now I respect it. You know, it's, I think mm-hmm. it's a really good movie. <laughs> yeah. I can, I, res- I respect it. Sure. I respect it. I just feel like why it's a cautionary tale. It's a cautionary tale. And it's honestly a good cautionary tale. It is something that we all need to practice more of enforcing our own boundaries and being able to tell people yeah. no and not being afraid to hurt people's yeah. feelings. We all we do need to get better at yeah. that. Boundaries are a really good <laughs> yeah. thing. We, and we've talked about this before. And it's funny that it's also uh, this is a, it's a Swedish film and book. Danish. No, no, no. The, oh, oh, the oh. girl, the one, the one I'm going to reference, which oh, is oh. Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, mm. which um, has mm. this whole, this whole setup happens within it where like the murderer um, invites someone over <sighs> for dinner and the person is pretty sure they're the murderer, but not fully sure. And Mm-mm. the guy like comes out of his house and he's holding a glass of wine and he's like, come in, like have some dinner. I made blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like 98% sure he's the serial killer, mm. but 2% doubt that like maybe he's not. And the guy's being really normal and like inviting him in <laughs> and he's like, okay. And goes in. Mm. And I think he has a comment later after he's like trapped him in a dog cage in the basement where he's like, He's like, you shouldn't have come over for dinner. Like, you didn't have to yeah, say that yes. that was dumb. <laughs> yeah, like, you didn't have to say yes to that. <sighs> yeah, so we're going to, if we're 98% sure that someone is a murderer, we're not going <laughs> to accept that dinner now. invite. I feel like if I'm 50% sure they're a murderer, <laughs> I think probably if there's any suspicion at all, why not just turn down the invite? If it's on the table... I will not be yeah, coming. The thing is, is like, I'm so terrified of social interactions generally that like the adding murder to the whole situation, like there's no way I'm saying no to that guy, even if I don't think that he's a murderer. You know what I mean? That's what's right. interesting about it. I'm saying it. no to most guys. <laughs> no, like pretty much 100% of the time. Yeah, I don't want to go to a guy's house. Nope. No, 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 I no, no. don't want to go to a guy's house. No. I 
Absolutely I'm not. so mad that it's 930 at night. Now I have to figure out how to go to bed. Yeah, I really feel bad about that for mm, you. Um, yeah, but I guess we should watch this. Just watch this trailer. We're just going to make it so much trailer. worse. I guess we should wrap up the episode yeah, first. We should wrap up the episode first. first. Um, well, hey, happy birthday, Sam. Happy birthday. <laughs> Great birthday it is. Um, this you. episode comes out on June 7th. Our dear Sammy was born on June 8th. So you have one day to get your gifts, get your <laughs> shit together, get ready. Tomorrow is a big day. I expect gifts from each and every one of our listeners. Uh, we send a gift. <laughs> we will not be giving her address because um, we no longer trust anyone on this earth. Mm-mm. True. Smart. I already forgot what gifts were in the equation. <laughs> <laughs> um, holy crap, Sammy. You're the best person in the world and, yeah, and we love you. this podcast wouldn't exist without you and our lives would be sad and terrible. Mm-hmm. And now they're sad and terrible in a different way. Yeah, they're sad and terrible in a, a different, different way. way. But, but, you know, I'll take it. You know, I take it. No question. I love you guys very much. I love you. And I appreciate <laughs> you letting me tell you about this movie because I wanted to so bad, right? I like wanted to talk about it so bad right after I, I saw remember. it because I need you need to I needed to vent and I needed to to get it out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then I sat with it and came to terms with it, and dare I say I enjoyed the second viewing. Mm, crazy, <laughs> crazy. Not, not, not you know not the same way that I enjoy other. I could just appreciate it more. The mm-hmm. second time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <sighs> well, that's that's that. <laughs> Can I do a Danish accent? Ooh. That's kind of a tricky one. She's Louisa, and my name is Louisa. Uh, f- so from all of us here at Too Scared to Watch, it's not right <laughs> at all, but it's, you it's know, an, it's, it's an, an accent. accent. And that's all that matters. So I tried. <laughs> yeah, that's the bar. From all of us here at Too Scared to Watch. <laughs> Goodbye. 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 Thank you, my friends, for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. If you had fun hanging with us, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at TSDW Podcast. And if you're interested in things like bonus episodes, video, trailer reactions, and other cool content, head on over to patreon.com slash TSDW Podcast. All right, we love you all forever and ever, starting a while ago and continuing into eternity. Adios. That was a HeadGum Podcast.